What's up, everyone? This is Press X to Start Podcast Season 5, Episode 40. Press X to Start Podcast is an audio and video podcast seeking to transform the video game media landscape through an underserved and protected point of view. Restorative justice for the unrepresented programmers, developers, and consumers. I am your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Detroit, a.k.a. The Man with the Impact, a.k.a. The Man on the Hill that's riding for the Republic. Kins. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was actually really good. Who are you, by the way? <laughs> I am Sean M.F. Ross. What the M.F. stand for? Menthol flavor. Whoa. I'm the Whoa. top five to get smoked on. A.K.A. <laughs> Baby Tigre. Baby Tigre. Okay, okay. I see where you're going. Rolling the R's. Last up, who we got here? It's Avery. Nailed it. But the well, day he does, something is off with it. We need to go do a wellness check. <laughs> Apex has stopped. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, let's talk about the highlights for this episode. First up, we will be talking about what we saw from the latest Uncharted movie trailer. Ooh, there was there was absolutely no mustaches to be found in that. Uh, we have new and surprising details from Bethesda's new epic space game, Starfield. And then we'll be talking about some, uh, some of the latest rumors that surface for the new Splinter Cell game. So if you're into, uh, splinters and cells, that's for you. All right. With that being said, let us, instead of jumping into what we've been playing, we're going to jump into the quick hits. Number one. This comes from Game Informer's uh, Wesley LeBlanc. (laughs) PlayStation. Sony released its first official Uncharted movie trailer, and it features an iconic Drake's Assumption action scene. The movie doesn't appear to be directly following a single Uncharted game, but rather it seems to be lifting elements from multiple games in the franchise. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys take on the uh, Uncharted trailer? Uh, it sucks that they uh, didn't use Mark Wahlberg to be Drake, but I mean, it is what it is. Use more. Oh, okay. Originally, he was supposed to play him. Remember? Oh, I completely forgot about that. You, you, yeah, it was supposed to be him, that. Joe Pesci. It, was, it did not sound like an Uncharted movie. Interesting. I'm do willing to check it out. Tom, would you prefer Tom Holland over Mark Wahlberg as uh, Drake Avery? I ha- yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. But like, okay, so I really enjoyed the trailer. I thought it was like really cool trailer from like a what type of genre movie it was. It did absolutely mm-hmm. nothing for me in terms of like if I wasn't an Uncharted fan watching this trailer, I would have been like, oh, this is just a movie that's going to come out, hoping it's good. But I watched it, I'm like. This actually looks pretty good. My only problems with the movie that I could think of beyond that are one, Mark Wahlberg is probably just going to play Mark Wahlberg in this movie. He doesn't really feel like Sully, which kind of sucks. And then this is a minor one that I don't think is a problem, really, is that Tom Holland has like two voices. It's his traditional British voice. And then there's his I'm Spider-Man voice. And he pretty much uses his I'm Spider-Man voice as his Drake. And like he's, he, he's doing the his, best he can, though. <laughs> his, his acting and like line delivery and everything, it works perfectly. Like there's a moment when he talks where he's like, "Oh, he sounds like Drake." Mm-hmm. Like, 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 oh, he's saying a Drake-like line. Like when the yeah. when the Scottish guy comes up at the end and gives him an entire brogue about how he's gonna kick his ass, and then Drake is like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's a Drake delivery. It just <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah, right. like Spider-Man <laughs> saying it." Yeah. Um, I feel like. Granted, the look isn't there, but you shouldn't cast off of just pure looks. If that was the case, we'd have terrible movies all over the place. Um, <clears throat> it's probably for the best that we did not end up with Mark Wahlberg being oh, Drake. That, like, that movie like did not said, sound good. Like he said, that would have just been Mark Wahlberg. Has anybody seen The Happening? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Happening is a fine movie. It's fine. <laughs> it's not good. It's absolutely not good. It's not good, but it's so absurd that it's actually enjoyable to watch. Was there's it like a, a four scene. out of ten on IGN scale? <laughs> fine. No. It, there's fine a scene is like, where like the lady like is is freaking out with him, and Mark Wahlberg is just like, "What? No, <laughs> man, we're not trying to kill you." It's just 
so terribly delivered. Um, oh man, Avery remembers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I watched this trailer, I was very much in the same um, in in a general area as you two. Like I, I thought the trailer was interesting. I thought, oh, this is cool. I like the set piece that they showed. The the falling in midair and being on the the plane like that was really cool. I think they did a good job showing that in the trailer. Yeah, and then and then I you know, happen to see what people other other people thought on the internet. And that's where it's just like, okay, guys, you you guys are really liking your feelings a little bit about this. And it's again, it's one of those things where you like you should be accustomed to it by now, but people are just that? picking out it's just people being upset, like, oh this this doesn't look great. Like, oh it's it's Tom Holland being Tom Holland. It's not even well like, there's no middle ground for good. people. Everything either sucks or it's amazing. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's there's no gray area for people. So I mean, yeah, this is why I don't pay attention to a lot of um, reviews when it comes to movies or games. Mm. It's just people like me and you just paid for their opinion. <laughs> that doesn't mean they necessarily like what you like or have the same, you know, whatever. Hey, maybe maybe we might be getting paid for our opinion too. more on that later on. Um, <laughs> not later on this episode, but later on, like, you know, yeah. the most interesting <laughs> thing I like. Okay, so like there are two takeaways I, I got from the trailer. One, I like that they are including I'm assuming that's Chloe Fraser. Yeah, I, mean, I like Chloe, that they're including her in this movie. It's like in my head, I'm already seeing the trilogy of the Uncharted film as it becomes an actual franchise if it's successful. And like Chloe being an ongoing part of it is a really cool idea. And then two, I am so fucking glad they retconned his origin. Mm hmm. Because as much as I love the Uncharted franchise, Uncharted 4 fucked up his origin so hard. And this movie is consolidating it in a way that's actually like is streamlined for a movie. And it gives actually him an arc to do this story beyond the plot of Uncharted 1, where it's just, I just happen to be doing this. Right. Like, there's Uncharted a reason 4, why he's doing this. Uncharted 4 is which one? It's uh, that's what, with his brother. It's with its brother. Oh, the last one okay, they okay, reveal okay. that, like, oh, his name isn't his last name isn't really Drake. No, that was three. That was really his last name within the Drake. But then yeah. it reveals that he had an older brother, and then the older brother just disappears. Like, it's one of those things where I, I like yeah. four, but right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of those things where, like, okay, this could have been done way more elegantly. Yeah, like mm. for me, I feel like this movie is a perfect package because I always like. I always gel together all of the the set piece and stuff from Uncharted games, and I just it's just one long thing that happens. It's, it's essentially it's a one long movie in my head, so I, I can never parse out. Okay, this section is just Uncharted three. This section's Uncharted two. This section's Uncharted four. But yeah, so like the I, fact I'm, that they're doing I'm, this, I'm seeing a lot of Uncharted three and four in this film. Yeah, I, I don't really see because I regularly replay two because two is so fucking good. Uh, yeah. but I don't see really anything from two beyond chloe's involvement one is it's uncharted one and i'm like there's, yeah. I'm sure, there's nothing really memorable about uncharted yeah one. They don't that really was where they established that's just where they established the formula yeah i i will say though real talk i was watching the trailer like oh this is cool this is cool and then when um tati gabrielle showed up i was like oh, you have my attention i am cool. i am going to watch this wherever it comes out now so yeah, props to them. Props to her getting onto this because I didn't expect that, and I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if it was ever announced that she was going to be a part of the movie too. So good for oh, her, I, good for them. I, I didn't expect Antonio Banderas. <laughs> that too, and I was like, wait a minute, they Sony's actually doing some moves. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure we're all going to be uh, looking looking forward to at least watching this. Is it going to be theaters only, or is it going to be also? Yeah, because there's no yeah. other, I guess, yeah. Sony, Sony now, maybe. Sony does not have its own streaming service. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, all right. Well, uh, before we don't jump into... Don't give them into, any ideas. <laughs> before we jump into I'm, the next quick Well, hit, actually, that's not true. Sony does have streaming services. They don't have Crunchy film. Roll. Yes. Crunchyroll <clears throat> and Funimation. Oh, true. I couldn't even imagine them putting this on, like, Crunchyroll. They wouldn't. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the second thing, which comes from Collider from Trippy Panino. No, Panino. Mm, Papino. Papino. There, Papino. Papino. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, Starfield trailer explores the lore of Bethesda's space adventure. So we got a whole bunch of stuff from this. Um, did you guys happen to see this trailer as well? Uh, no, I didn't watch it. All right. No, like, so, uh, just to establish it, I've. <clears throat> 
mainline Bethesda games really don't do anything for me. The only one that did mm-hmm. anything for me was Skyrim, and I played that game ages afterwards and like hated 50% of my time playing that game until I decided, oh, this is how I'm going to play this game and I'm going to have fun playing it this way. And then I had fun and I enjoyed my time with it. But it's like one of those things I don't, yeah. I don't find mainline Bethesda games exciting and nothing about Starfield, especially after the last game they put out, nothing about Starfield has me jazzed that this is going to change the game. But I'm glad people are excited yeah. for it. Okay. I'm, I'm, um, I'm willing to look at it, but eh. Right. Yeah, so uh, I'll just read some stuff on that we could talk about it. The information we got from the trailer was that the Settled Systems is essentially like the solar system. That's the space that players will explore in Starfield. Described as beginning in our solar system and then expanding 50 light years into the Milky Way galaxy. Um, Okay, so this is just... The trailer did a service of pointing you in where you'll be. So you won't even be remotely near Earth or anything like that. You won't be in our solar system. Um, In the trailer, they showed off three different factions that you could join in um the it was the ecliptic mercenaries the pirates of the caribbean or <laughs> pirates of the caribbean pirates of the crimson fleet Space and the caribbean. house of <laughs> the house of varun varun i don't i'm gonna say that's right um there okay Jamaican so Space sledding team so there was a thing that happened. There was a giant space conflict, and you are playing twenty years in the future of that. And this is a thing. So here's the thing. Here I, I, I say all this to. This looked really, really boring. So here's my problem. Right? They they showed three factions, and each of the three factions are all human based. And I was just kind of assuming. All right, this is going to be a you know space thing. This is going to be Fallout in space, essentially Skyrim in space. There is not e- like even Skyrim had more diversity in your your different like species than this game so far, and it's just like Jesus Christ, why? is that all y'all whining about is diversity? <laughs> We're in space now, Jesus. I feel because we still don't know absolutely nothing about this game, and I didn't watch the trailer, so I can't even bring yeah. that into context. But based on what you're saying, it really feels like they're trying not to be Mass Effect. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If you could do it better, then you know, do it can, better. Like Mass, but, Mass but can they do it better? I don't know. I mean, but like Mass Effect isn't really in a good place right now either. So like EA is relying on the the trilogy to really do the work. I mean, they don't really they they're touting a new game, but like that's not really. Eh, I don't know. It, just watching this trailer is just like, man, this is all really kind of forgettable. It it really really looks like um like Fallout. I, I don't know. They they showed concept art and it was all right, but yeah, I'm still waiting to be whelmed by this game. Also, there's No Man's Sky and they put out an update where you have giant worms and it's just like No Man's Sky is actually doing a better job than this. Yeah. All right. Number three. This comes from Games Radar's Ali Jones. Uh, Starfield League claimed every planet is bigger than the entire Skyrim map. That sounds like trash to me. That does not sound yeah, appetizing. Yeah, and I literally yeah. just—I literally just came from playing Far Cry and being like, I don't like how big this map is. Yeah. Uh, and, how long has Starfield been in development? Okay, Starfield? theoretically, Starfield has been in development since after Fallout seventy six came out. So, yeah. like, maybe three to four years. Nah, yeah. that that that's trash, and every planet is trash because if they're bigger than the Skyrim map, they can't be all that populated. A lot of them either have to be barren or. They did some procedurally generated bullshit and let the computer do most of the work because there's no way. Mm-mm. You're abs- no, you're absolutely right, Sean. Because like, <laughs> here's the thing: every planet in No Man's Sky is like five Skyrims. Like that doesn't really amount to anything because like the planets in No Man's Sky are are pretty barren until you find like a place to do something. So it's just like, why would you even? Why would you think like that's something that? I mean, of course, that's probably going to be appealing to some people who just want to, you know do it they just want to look at a number be like oh this game has value because these planets are many times bigger than skyrim but it's just like i don't know i I, it's one of those things where that doesn't need to be the case and it's kind of sad to see that this is i mean of course this is a rumor but it is kind of sad to see like this might be a thing where it's just like we already know what's what that's going to be like this is why bethesda games don't appeal to me yeah however devil's advocate on this as far as I'm aware, this game doesn't exist. All we see sure. was a reveal trailer. All we're hearing is leaks. Until 
Bethesda comes out with a showcase to show off this game, I'm going to reserve judgment on its quality, even though I'm not excited for it because of my own Bethesda Softworks baggage. You have a good point, Avery. We should we should not uh, paint this game in a corner already. Good I am. <laughs> anyway, all right. Anyway. Number four. This comes from the PlayStation blog from Grace or Lady. God of War 2018 is coming to PC. So, as of August 2021, 19.5 million copies of God of War on PlayStation 4 have been sold through, and we can't wait to share the experience with a whole new group of players on PC. Releasing on January 14, 2022, you'll be able to enjoy the full potential of our cinematic no-cut camera as it follows Kratos and Atreus across the realms with the option of true 4K resolution on support devices and a whole bunch of other very PC-focused features. Um, I yeah, we're not going to read down this whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of acronyms, and uh, NVIDIA is mentioned there a couple of times. Um, so with the purchase of this game on PC, you also get uh, a bunch of digital content. So you get, you get a bunch of shield skins, and then you get the Death Vow armor set for Kratos and Atreus. This is really cool. Uh, there's always the pushback of certain PlayStation gamers talking about, oh, that's another exclusive going to PC. Like, what's Sony thinking? What's going on? And it's just like, this game trying sold. to get people hooked on the first game so you will buy the console for the second game. I think, okay, it's one of those things where, like, as someone who is quote unquote now a PC gamer, I, I always have to look at this thing as, do I buy this for a console or do I buy this for PC? I buy most of my games if possible for console because of ease of use and it's a more right. comfortable thing. But now who someone is in the PC atmosphere, I understand the benefits and everything like that and all that. Whatever long story right, short. Right. Both Microsoft and Sony are going at this in two different ways. And I find it very interesting. Microsoft is everything comes out day to day on both consoles. And to a certain extent, that's going to have pluses and minuses. And ultimately, since they don't really oh. care about selling consoles and they care about selling an ecosystem, this really doesn't bother them. For PlayStation, this game has sold a shit ton on console. Yeah, it's being released now on PC to a bigger audience that it continued to continue to sell. And then they're not promising God of War 2 on PC. So if you played God of War 1 and said, oh man, this is great, you either A, get the console, or B, and wait, is God of War 2 one of the ones that's also going to be on PS4? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. You either get one of the consoles and play it there, or you wait three to four years for Sony to say we've maxed out on its sales on this platform. Now it's released it on another platform to continue itself. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, that's you're literally talking their marketing plan right now. Are there? And um, shit. I mean, let's say you do buy a one of the consoles. I mean, while you're here. Look at all this. There's Miles Morales. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Here's a bunch of other games that we are not releasing on PC anytime soon. Yep. Yeah. But I tend I to mean, find that the the PC audience is way different than the console audience. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I really want to see what the conversion rate is going to be for those situations like that. Yeah. I, I feel like God of War is kind of in the same realm as like Last of Us Two, where it's just like. You don't really necessarily have to be into third-person action adventures, but you still recognize that game as being like worth your time. So I yeah. definitely think that they're going to get another couple, at least another couple of million down or <laughs> downloads. Yeah, downloads out of uh, yeah. this God of War coming on PC. Um, and then also, this kind of goes along with the other news story in the past, talking about Jim Ryan saying that he wants to take the like 10 million buys on an exclusive to like 100 million. So this kind of works in that where he can probably forecast getting closer to that if he starts releasing the exclusives on, uh, you know. Yeah, I've talked in the past about like not PC. liking these fluff interviews with like console people, with like uh, higher ups of companies and things like that. Yeah. Because like there's little to no actionable information that can be taken from that. But this is one of those instances where, okay, you can actually take God of War being on PC and then combine that with their current PC offerings and bring that up with that interview and, and things make sense. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. 
Uh, number five. This comes from Bandai Namco, and I'll be this... back. <laughs> Don't worry, because I'll be talking to you, fellow listeners. Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation Code Fairy has been announced. <laughs> <laughs> Avery actually left. <laughs> now that Avery's gone. <laughs> All right, so Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation Code Fairy is a interesting title now, right? It's not a <laughs> sequel to Battle Operations 2, but it mm-hmm. is a standalone multiplayer um standalone multiplayer game where it also works very much in conjunction with Battle Operations 2 where if you complete story content in that game, you will get awards in Battle Operations 2. And if you do different missions in Battle Operations 2, you will get awards in Code Fairy. So it's really cool that they decided to do something like this. And this is single-player content that a lot of people were asking for, especially on the Reddit. So it's kind of cool to see that, like, oh, they actually listened to the people on there really, really yelling about, like, single-player content and just doing stuff for people who aren't necessarily that great at the multiplayer, like, mobile suit battle part which is essentially the whole game but people who still love Gundam so with this trailer they showed a bunch of stuff uh I'm not gonna really go into the real is this coming to the U.S. yeah yeah it's it's coming well, to the U.S. that was one of those interesting things when I looked at the fine print of this thing it was like oh yeah there's gonna be an English version for Southeast Asia and I'm like it doesn't really indicate whether this is coming west side it indicates that dj's going to have to create a southeast asia singapore psn to play this game in the west we will see my man about to fire up google translate (laughs) 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 so it's going to be released november 5th uh one thing that they're going to be doing with this is that it's not going to it's going to release in three parts so the first part's coming in November 5th. The second part will release November 19th. And the third, December 3rd. Um, there hasn't been a price put on the standard and deluxe version of this game bundle or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. Um, the mobile suits they showed, there are going to be new mobile suits to the game. Actually, new mobile suits to the series as a whole. So a lot of this story takes place or focuses around kind of like the Pale Rider uh, mobile suits. Those who know, know. Those who don't know, you will learn soon. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. I am excited for this and can't wait till then. Ah, number six. This comes from VGC's Tom Henderson. A decade later, Ubisoft has finally greenlit a new Splinter Cell game. Sources claim. So this is not even confirmed. Uh, so according to development sources who told us the title has been put into production as a means to win back fans frustrated by recent efforts to revive the franchise in the mobile and VR spaces. Mm-hmm. It's not clear which studios are working on the project, though two people with knowledge of Ubisoft plans suggested the new Splinter Cell was being led by a studio outside of the traditional Montreal base. So, um... This sounds like this is three, four years out. Yeah, 100%. For sure, yeah, yeah. Jordan's a big proponent for Splinter Cell and uh, wanting Splinter Cell to come back in a way because they have uh, essentially destroyed Stan Fisher and and all of the weird spinoff stuff they have. Okay, okay, that is, that's hyperbole. He shows up in Rainbow Six Siege, which is actually a really cool thing because he's a playable agent in that, which is cool. And he continues the story, so that's fine. Uh, He shows up in the... continues his story, or is it just... Sort of like we'll see if it's canon, but we'll see if any of the games are canon. He shows up in uh, one of the fucking oh, Ghost he... Recons, uh, oh. and and there's an entire mission chain based on him, which is like a really cool story. And then he shows up in most of their Tom Clancy branded mobile games, but like they're not selling Splinter Cell mobile games; they're selling Tom Clancy's mobile games. And so of oh, course they're gonna true, put Sam Fisher yeah, in there. Yeah. Like this isn't like what they did with Gears, where it was Gears Pop, and everyone had to deal with that. I still remember that. So what Shawar you're saying is that... Bring back Siphon Filter. Fuck it. Well, technically, Dave Gone is in the same universe as Siphon oh, Filter. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's in the same universe as Siphon Filter? Yeah, I think there's a, Yeah, I think there's, a, there's conjecture of, like, item descriptions and everything that hint that it's connected, or that could just be because 
the studio band is responsible for the time build the game. They just put Easter eggs, but yeah. you never know. Okay. That would be interesting. That'd be something that I would look at. Uh, number seven. This comes from GameSpot's Eddie uh, McCud. 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 Whatever. McCud. Yeah. Blizzard reveals McCree's new name in Overwatch. You want you want to take this one, Avery, because you're uh you're more attached to this than yeah. Uh, he's he's now going as Cole Cassidy, and they're going to release some lore going forward to make uh in game it official. Uh, I think what we're all just uh I guess theorizing beforehand is it's it's literally going to be what we thought it was going to be was hey when I became an outlaw, Jason McCree the name I took, and my real name is blank, which is Cole Cassidy. Which I think is fine. It sounds cowboy-ish. Yep. My only thing, and this is me coming from a fan of the Wildcats, he is literally a couple letters off of being called Cole Cash. And then I could have just said, oh, it's Grifter. <laughs> is he going to hold a uh, press conference like Muhammad Ali? <laughs> I mean, they're, they've given a date for an in-game event where they're going to do the lore for it. So, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh... <laughs> they should ban him from the games for like a season, you know, the same way they banned uh, Muhammad Ali from fighting. I mean, they, I think, oh, well, no, they, they only do that in pro play, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number eight. This goes from Axios. Uh, Courtney Brown. Uh, new world players are running out of in-game money. So this is this is actually uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is boy, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. All right. The way players get paid Completing quests, for instances, aren't offering enough coin to keep up with how much New World money is leaving circulation. Terrible. Yeah. yeah that um, anyway, basically, I guess when you buy stuff from the shops, it's leaving circulation. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that money's not being put back into the economy of the game. All right, all right. I got you. All right. So the result is money is a scarcity. So its value is skyrocketing. Now, players are opting to barter for goods rather than spending their oh-so-precious coins. So, prices for goods are plummeting, sparking fears that players won't be able to profit from their now super cheap produced goods. I wonder if they have those, uh, like, gold... Like, I don't, I don't know if you ever played an MMO, but they normally have, like, uh, Asian coin farming operations that sell gold for cheap or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole industry. I think it's uh, mainly connected with World of Warcraft. They're like it's, and Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's it's sweatshops, but it's kind of not sweatshops, but it definitely is a sweatshop where it's just like a group of probably young, underpaid Asian people playing this game on twenty four hours PC. a day on yeah. on cheap PCs, just doing the bare minimum required to get farm gold. Cash. To, yeah, to farm like resources that uh, they can then give to other players who pay for it. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Huh. Learn something new every day. <laughs> huh. All right. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, this is one of those uh, things that happen when, you know, uh, Amazon made this open world game that obviously they didn't have any prior experience to making big games like this. And this happened to be successful. And in the with short that, term, anyway. yeah, in the short term, yeah. And but with that being said, like now that it's successful and people are on this game, people are starting I, to be like, I, I, I think New World has legs. You think so? Yeah, yeah they I, can keep the events going or whatever. I think World of Warcraft sat as king of MMOs for ages, and then because of Blizzard bullshit and then their own game bullshit, it sort of hit a dip, Slow. and that allows Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 14 to just leapfrog over it right. in like a yeah. huge way. The little engine well, that could. Eleven the, was always at its heels as well, but go ahead. I mean, was it? If, yeah. If we can talk about like on paper the math of like the player base, but like when people yeah. were talking about MMOs ten years ago, they weren't talking about yeah. Final Fantasy. They were talking about World of yeah. Warcraft. And then yeah. fourteen leapfrogged it, and then this game came out at an interesting time where while at a lull from all the betas, it was a quality game, and it was filled with content. And mm-hmm. as long as Amazon continues to support it in a meaningful way, I think it will have meaningful legs. Because I've I've not heard any real issues online 
without going into new world like forms and everything like, i'm just talking about like the general yeah. the streets are talking and they like this game mm. okay the streets huh yeah yeah i uh, right? i saw a i saw a let's play of it and it looked pretty interesting it was one of those things where it was like ah this i could see this being fun you know with a couple of people and you're just kind of just doing the quest and it's purely social up. uh most mmos yeah. you got to be in a guild or playing with your friends or some shit yeah yeah tell that yeah. to my 30 hours of final fantasy 14 that ain't no hours man get out of here <laughs> that's okay. no time in that game i played 30 hours in the beta get, get out of here <laughs> i got the credits yeah, i'm just saying all right <laughs> <laughs> you barely scratched the surface path, man main path, main path. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of barely scratching the surface, number nine. This comes from Kotaku's Ari Notice. CD Projekt Red delays next-gen updates for Cyberpunk and Witcher 3. I'm going to read this directly from the website because this is actually kind of funny. Uh, nope, you're not getting Cyberpunk. <laughs> okay, that was it. Uh, yeah, so their games are being delayed uh, essentially because it's based on recommendations supplied by teams supervising the development of both games. So they've decided to, you know, push the release date. There's that. Were you going to say something, Sean? I've never played The Witcher. Cyberpunk was... This, this just isn't looking promising for them as, in it, as a developer. I, I have... Like it, I have the opposite read on this. Because, like, this is them saying that we can't fuck this up. True. So we could easily release... The Witcher again and our Cyberpunk, but they're not done, so we're gonna give them time. I own The Witcher three on like three different fucking machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I only give a shit about a like a PS five version of it. But considering that when The Witcher TV show came out, The Witcher three sold mm-hmm. in gangbusters afterwards. It, like That's true. That's true. it's it's one of those things where like all all they have to do is release this, and that show is going to carry this release going forward. Cyberpunk is a bigger question, but that's yeah, only I can for see the Witcher doing well. I don't know about the Cyberpunk again. Yeah, yeah, I think the the Cyberpunk bridge has been burnt already. So, like, even if they release the next gen update and it's fine, or if it's good, fundamentally, there was just a lot of shit that needed to change in that game. Yeah, and I don't I know just... if the power of PS Five could save it. <laughs> even if the next gen upgrade comes out and it's a fantastic upgrade. I still feel like there's just too many people who was just invested on what they saw last year and mm-hmm. what they got was not what they wanted. And they have just been like, no, we're, I'm done with CD Projekt Red. Like, I'm not going to go back. So, like, they kind of destroyed that first impression, at least in my mind. But, yeah, Witcher 3, take your time, get that going. We'll see how Witcher 4 goes because, like, I feel like that if Witcher 4... If something happens either to the studio, like there's like a sexual harassment thing or something like really bad inside that studio, either that could destroy a studio or if Witcher 4 just fumbles completely. Then we all, we, okay, so we also have to realize that CD Projekt Red isn't just CD Projekt Red. They are also GOG, which is a video game uh, oh, line score. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's the fact that they get money from the Polish government because of their status and they're like, like they're fine. Yeah, uh, I also play cyberpunk on pc so like i had a fine experience mm-hmm. so i don't think there's anything fundamentally broken with that game i think they just needed to make sure it worked well on console and that's all they need to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe them type right. of games just ain't for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all right number 10 this is the last of the quick hits and this is a special one uh this comes from windows uh central Jess Corden. Project Shaolin. Xbox may be working on a Wu-Tang themed... Wu-Tang? Did I say tame? Did it sound like tame? It sounded like sure. tame to me. Yeah, Wu-Tang themed action RPG. So, uh, this was revealed in the Xbox 2 podcast. Uh, essentially, one of the hosts on there said, I've heard that Shaolin is a third-person melee-oriented RPG. Why does uh, it need complete- to be an RPG? What the because RPG is is buzzword. You gotta it, that 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 means that you're gonna be playing it for a while. Uh, it's a four player co op game. The campaign is planned to run for a couple of dozen hours, complete with a rich in game comprised of seasonal content drops and other updates. 
Uh, you'll be able to obtain loot, weapons, gear, and so on in both procedural endgame dungeons and more tailor-made events. Also, it appears that legendary hip-hop group Wu-Tang Clan themselves will be headed up the game's soundtrack. Brass Lion, this is probably the one thing that I want to pull out from this. Uh, Brass Lion co-founder Minev... Minev... Exactly. Recently put a tweet looking for potential hires on the upcoming unannounced action RPG. So Brass Lion is actually a uh, pretty new game development studio that is a majority black and brown people. So I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. I I want to say that this might be their first game. I don't think they've produced anything uh, before this. But yeah, what's your guys' thoughts on this? What you guys read on this? Mm. Uh, I this is gonna sound fucked up. I don't care about the Wu Tang Clan enough to think a game being made about them is going to be interesting. Yeah, the views of Avery Williams no longer. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Marcus and Chagall make fun of me for this all the time. I don't give a shit about music, and I stopped caring about music ages ago, and like. Even when I was listening to music hardcore, Wu-Tang was never really my bag. Like, I like mm. Cream, but I like, I like the meme around Cream more than I like, like, the actual song. <laughs> and I like, and like, it's one of those things that I liked, Met the Man and Red Man, the guys, in, like, their film work, but, like, I was never like, yeah, also your music's great. And I'm like, whatever. So, like, this is one of those things where I'm like, the black and brown development team is really interesting and i'm really hoping that pans out and like this becomes like a watershed moment for that team and that's great in terms of the product it, it has to do a lot to get me because it's not getting me on its premise if that makes sense mm. Mm. no i get it i get it yeah I, I i look at this and i think like on the face of it it is very much so like all right like is this gonna be in in a way like a movie tie-in like where it's just like, oh, they're just using Wu Tang Clan to like bolster their game, their game essentially. Like this, we're, we're making a game. It's gonna be Wu Tang, so that should be great. Or like, are they gonna really put like the heart and love into this to make this like a really, really good game? And I'm, I'm really hoping that it's gonna be the latter of those two scenarios because I think it'd be really cool to have like, you know, a black and brown studio make a pretty like popular like black music franchise and like it just works and it's just a good game and like it's just it's competing with other like real popular games in the industry so Uh, that's really great like my my only fear is that it's going to come out and it's going to look like that uh that sort of um, native persian print the persian game yeah Mm. yeah 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 where it's like you could tell they're really trying but it's just not it's it doesn't look good it doesn't yeah it doesn't have the polish to be like super interesting yeah 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 like uh, that's that's also like my biggest fear but it's like they try their hardest and it's just like this doesn't this doesn't look good well yeah um yeah we'll see we'll see all right that has been the quick hits and now we are going to wrap this thing up with what we have been playing so you guys have been playing more Far Cry? Mm-hmm. Sean has. I haven't touched Far Cry in a week. Oh, oh well. Sean, not in the, Far Cry. <laughs> not any shade against the game. I just haven't been playing games this week. Oh, yeah. True. So I have not been jumping in tanks as much as I used to. <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> has the game wised I, up with you and your tank antics? <laughs> I mean, now I found a new favorite shotgun it's called a computer and um when you shoot people it knocks them on their ass they need oh. uh not airbags but they need ass bags and i'm selling them for <laughs> 39.95 but uh <laughs> it literally like topples them over this shit's hilarious oh wow so um, do they do they get back up or is it just like they're done depending on if you headshot them or not sometimes they can oh, get no. back up because yeah because for some damn reason, um, Ubisoft wants to change everything into an RPG now. So all of them have like different ammo types. I think we touched on this last time. Some right. of them are armored and they're weak to piercing rounds, incendiary rounds, poison, whatever. Um, I think I'm nearing the end of the game because I've recruited for the most part all of the three factions. Mm, okay. And um, there was a point where... Uh, 
Giancarlo's character hit on some points about American slavery. I'm like, oh man, this game is kind of dropping knowledge lightly, mm. not really getting too heavy into it. But um, once again, like we've said before, if you're a fan of Far Cry, maybe get it if you don't mind RPG yeah. elements in your Far Cry. Yeah, I would say if you're a fan of the previous Far Cry games, 100% buy Far Cry 6. Mm. Like if you like the franchise, there's no reason not to play this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how are the uh, the Far Cry elements wearing on you right now, Sean? Like, are you still enjoying you, the whole, like... I mean, yeah, because you, know, you can still okay. cause a bunch of mayhem, airdrop everywhere and what have you. I just don't like that, like, some people I'm headshotting now, you need, like, three or four headshots. And if you don't catch them before uh, they run off, yeah. they regenerate their health. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, that's fun. <laughs> I, I don't have too much i mean yeah far cry isn't a super deep game it, it's yeah. far cry slash just because it's just a mayhem mayhem game with some story elements in there um so is the story like really pushing you towards the end or are you just trying to wrap this up to be done with the game i'm really just playing just to wrap it up because as <laughs> i look at the map and what i do like about this map is that um if you zoom out slightly you can see where you've been because it's pretty much like lit up and where you have not been it's kind of you, you can see like the topography and all that stuff but it's still like yeah yeah kind of darkened okay um has a fog of war kind of thing yeah i have no desire okay. to explore the map though right yeah so do you I mean, do you get like special weapons and and gear and stuff it, like in yeah, the if map you do if you do, yes, they uh, they have I think seventy named weapons that you can get in addition to the resolver weapons and the Supremo backpacks. But I think the last Supremo backpack that you can get is like a stealth backpack. I don't care about that. Like it's locked There's behind no a mission. All right, <laughs> no fucking deep stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but it does let you shoot through walls. Apparently, oh okay. If you use a special ability, but you have to charge up the special abilities to use the Supremo backpacks. So is that like you get enough kills that's charged up? or uh, Yeah, I believe they it's, have an auto time. It, it's a cooldown. Like, yeah. oh, okay, a, okay. And then you can quicken up the cooldown by like getting kills and like enacting mayhem, I believe. Yeah, they have certain add-ons to your guns. Where, like, uh, if you shoot people, you can you know heal yourself. If you shoot people, get headshots, you can charge it up faster. Nice. But I mean, I barely use it. Oh, okay. Okay. I think the most helpful backpack that I used was like the self-revive backpack. And one thing I don't like about this game, granted, I don't remember if it was like this in the previous games. Um, Ultimately, Anton Castillo is holed up in his fortress, let's say, Mm. which is the initial city that you break out of. I try to break back in very early and the game refuses because it has these high walls that you can't get around and the city is kind of sectioned off just to like where you escape from in the beginning and then you can't fly over it because they have these anti-aircraft cannons and normally you can take them out once you get in the range of it and it tries to shoot you down it'll be marked on the map where it is they have two over his little fortress area esperanza i think yeah it doesn't mark where the anti-aircraft cannons are i broke back into the city to go where it would be it was not there. Oh, that sucks. And then I tried to, all right, they're going to shoot me down out of an aircraft. I tried to fly high up enough to where I can like, uh, what the hell do you call it? Um, the flight suit, air suit, whatever the hell. Wingsuit. Wingsuit or parachute in there. No, it shot me out of the sky. (laughs) 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 So there is no skipping that portion of the story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I feel like you're not wrong. This is how all the other Far Cry games have worked. Uh, the villain of three, the villain of four, and the villain of five, you don't really interact with them up until the very end. Everyone thinks you do with three, but people forget Voss isn't the main villain of three. He was just one yeah. of the early early game lieutenants who was the most popular. Uh, for Joseph Seed and Pagan Min, they're pretty much at the very beginning. Pagan Min is at the very beginning and at the very end. Seed is at the very end. And then you get in Far Cry New Dawn, and he's in all of that. Uh, this very much sounds like, without 
exploring it myself, it really sounds like they really want to have narrative backing behind uh, the confrontation so they want you to go to the story so you get all the beats of his character and not just walk into his house like hour one and kill him and then like i guess <laughs> i did it <laughs> so granted you do see far more of him than compared to other far cry games okay. i think you saw a little bit more of joseph c than you did a uh, pagan men and you know five versus four yeah. But this one, there are a lot of cutscenes with him. You see him on interviews on TV. Mm. You interact with him a couple times in the middle. Um, and his son. I'm still curious to see where that goes. His son could go either way at this point. I don't know. Mm. I'm pleased with Giancarlo's uh, acting in the game, though. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I, I think I was almost towards the end this morning, but then I had to go to work. So I'll probably finish this today or tomorrow. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And then, uh, Avery, you say you don't really have anything, right? I mean, nothing of any real value. I played a little bit of Apex and I played a little bit of Hades. Uh, minor thing on Hades, I've beaten the game for the second time now on two different platforms. So there's that. Uh, and yeah, in Apex, I'm just, I'm in Apex season 11 waiting room right now. Mm-hmm. Next season starts in a week. <laughs> All right. And for me, I can't, I can't I wait have... to hate Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, finally uh, finished up the main storyline for Genshin. So I've gotten to the spot where really and truly, like if I was playing it pretty consistently from when it launched to now, like I would have already already been here. Story wise, it's, it's really cool. It's the, the main problem with Genshin's story is the fact that it's a live service. They kind of mm-hmm. have to piecemeal it out. So right now... The main character has finished like three out of, I think, five or seven like different islands cities. that you go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah city essentially. Yeah, yeah. So, like, right now I've finished the third one and that's pretty much current. So now I'm waiting on the fourth one. But, like, I having a great time with this game. I continue to have a great time with this game. Uh, the latest event that they have pushed out is a like, music-based event and it feels very much so like dance dance revolution but you play like a like a mini guitar not a guitar i'm really bad with musical instruments so i I could even tell you what this thing looks like it looks like a guitar but like there's a special there's a there's an actual like name for this thing anyways it's cool uh there's three levels to it there's like a uh easy medium and hard and the hard was actually pretty challenging like I'm I'm having a great time doing something that I didn't even think that I'd be doing like a month ago in this game. So yeah, that's Genshin. The other game that I got to play for a bit, and I'm gonna finish up the trial is Riders Republic. You excited, Sean? Man, you know you want to save the money, man. Just go ahead and watch the less play like he did Death Stranding. Oh, Riders Republic. Just, just just turn the fan on in front of your face. And watch the let's play. And get and get get yourself some goggles. Look like B two K back in two thousand. That's that's what you should do. Same experience. Save your money. I mean, I actually might do that while playing the game because actually that's not a, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I I have to say that I'm actually surprised between the beta and this trial, they've fixed a lot of like little things that is just like this game feels a lot better than what it did before. So um, I. I I, I don't know. It's weird because I don't know if it just feels better like they've made improvements or because I'm so used to uh, playing the game before that's just like, oh, yeah, I know how this is going to feel like I know what their tricks are supposed to like how to do the tricks versus learning. Like, why are the controls like this? This made no sense. This is stupid. It should be like SSX, but it's like steep. I never played steep. I hate this game, but I'm I'm coming around to like <laughs> after now playing it's just like, oh, I'm going to be playing this game a lot. And even even now, just having the experience beforehand, playing through the actual start of this game, everything makes more sense because the last time it was just information overload. So it was just like, oh, you, yeah. you go here. This is just a giant open world. There's a fog of war. You have to go here and you have to clear the fog and you get different activities. Do the activities. You get stars. The stars will unlock different gear. And it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was a lot. What am I doing? Yeah. So like now I actually have an understanding. So it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. I just have to focus on racing, get better at that. Then I get better gear to do better things and another thing that like 
I'm just kind of ending this on is that when I think of SSX and I think of like all the great experience I had with SSX, it was really end game SSX. So like you got the like top snowboard, you can do like the crazy trips off of like a four foot jump. And it's just like, I have to, I have to realize that. You have to work your way up. Exactly. Exactly. That's kind of like me when I jumped back into Tony Hawk. I was like, what the hell is this? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, I don't know what the end game of Riders Republic looks like, but I'm hoping it is going to be something close to that. I just hope that they support this game and they support this game in a way of them getting more weird with the content and like taking that like kind of crazy step and and going more crazy at great legal stations. <laughs> and with that being said, this is another <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if that game gets supported and, and how it does. But um as I just said, uh, that pretty much does it for our podcast. And this has been another episode of the Press Act to Start podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting apps and like on your favorite YouTube channel. That's ours. You can find that at uh, pressxnumber2start.com slash YouTube. And you can find all the more stuff at pressxnumber2start.com, which is our website. So after you do that and you do that, you, uh, you do you and you have a great day.